Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Awesome. If you are a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you are being a burden to someone or feel embarrassed, 
call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press one option one for veterans. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite apps. If you haven't already and you are a current listener, please download the Military Broadcast Radio app and check out our family of shows. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is an international keynote speaker, blogger, personal finance expert, and author of Cashflow Cookbook, $2 million of financial freedom and 60 easy recipes. He delivers transformational talks that help people crush their number one stress, their finances. His mission is to improve financial wellness and help his audience regain focus, balance, and joy in their lives. Gordon combines his trademark wit and no BS style to speak with the employee and association groups, financial advisors, and the media about breakthrough paths to financial wellness with no risk, minimal effort, minimal sacrifice, and no budgeting. So without further ado, let's welcome Gordon Stein to the Misfit Nation. How are you, Gordon? Hey, I'm great, Rich. Great to see you. Thank you. Great to see you. It's a beautiful day. I hope everything's going great for you this week. As we uh, have reached the hump day as we record this, I hope everything has uh, been flowing for you right now. Uh, yeah, everything's been going great. Really, that's, really, really well. That's awesome. I like your collection of guitars hanging behind you. That's uh, you. that's outstanding. I'm guessing you play or you're just a collector. <laughs> well, <laughs> Both I, collect, I collect and I play. Probably better as a collector. But I, <laughs> I think we all have that problem sometimes. We, we see something we like, we get it, and then we start teetering around on it. I'm sure you can play better than, than we're talking here. <laughs> so Gordon, if you don't mind, tell the Misfit Nation a little bit about your backstory, how you started, and uh, as far back as you want to go, to where we are now. Yeah, I've uh, I've been in the high-tech industry for 35 years or so, sales, marketing, and operations executive. And, um, you know, I often have large teams reporting to me, and often, you know, younger folks, and they say, hey, tell me about money. How do I manage my money? And so I have this kind of din coming at me all the time. And then um, I stumbled into this idea um, crazy enough to save a way of saving on car washes, in fact, getting them for free. And it was through loyalty points with a gas retailer. And this is when I lived in Canada. And uh, I thought, gee, that's pretty slick. And so I saved myself $25 a month on car washes. Not that that's going to change anything. And not long after that, I heard an ad for a discounted home alarm monitoring company. And I called them up and I said, you know, what's the deal? And they said, what are you paying now? I didn't even know. You know, I looked it up, $35 a month for people to monitor my home alarm. And uh, and they said, we do it for 10. And I said, that's great. And you're connected to the police? Yeah. So I hadn't even thought about who thinks about their home alarm monitoring costs or their car wash costs. So I signed up and so I'm saving $50 a month and I gave up nothing. Now, $50 a month isn't going to change anyone's life, but it just got me curious what else is there? So I started making a list of all these ideas and I had a financial blog going. And so my readers would write into me and I did all kinds of research and looked into this. And I came up with this whole list of ideas. And the criteria was I had to save at least $25, sum them up to hundreds of dollars, be no more difficult to do than I was living my life normally and free up this monthly cash flow. So the ideas went to a total of $13,000 of monthly savings ideas. Wow. Nobody that I know of has saved all 13 grand, but there's, there's 500, 1,000 or 1,500 in there, I think for just about everybody. And I took the uh, list to my accountant. I calculated out the future value. If you save this much, what would that be worth in 10, 20, 30, 40 years? 
took it to him. The numbers were astronomical. And I said, hey, where's the errors in this? And he looked at it and he said, there's no errors. He said, this make a great book. And that was the start of it. And I started to write it as a novel. I had my characters picked out. I was going to try and weave it into a story. And I got into it and I realized it just didn't fit as a novel. And, as, and I was frustrated and for a few days. And finally, one day out of my breath, I said, it's more like a cookbook. I thought, that's exactly what it is. It's a cookbook. We open with a story. We watch a couple transform their finances. And as you watch them, I think the reaction from the readers is, hey, I can do this. This doesn't look that hard. Anyway, they free up another million and a half at retirement. And then we go in, into all of the recipes. So things, ways of saving on housing, transportation, food, household, lifestyle, and financial. And that's Cashflow Cookbook. It's outstanding. And yeah. uh, when I looked at the cookbook, I seen your website, all the food on there. It was right before I ate lunch. So I got pretty hungry <laughs> looking at this. Oh, avocados. It looks awesome. That's great. Great website. And I think I, I thought that was just a great idea to make it a cookbook. And so I think that takes some distress off the reader. Because when people think like you even said, finance is a stressful thing for many people. When you add something that doesn't say finance in it, it's a cookbook for success. And that, that helps you out. It eases you into it. Oh, I'll, I'll read a cookbook on this. That has to be much easier. And then I can actually go cook something. <laughs> you know, you can cook up some freedom because, you know, finances are our number one stress here in the United States. Um, and, and I think that's shameful. Um, and I see all these wellness programs. Wellness is now an $8 billion industry here in the U.S. And lots of those programs talk about, hey, how do we reduce our stress? Let's do some yoga let's do some meditation and, and that stuff's great but why don't we go back and start with the number one stress and actually fix it to me it's more logical let's start at the root and that's people's finances rich definitely and uh when, when i served in the military that was the one downfall for many soldiers was finance and for mm -hmm. one they don't get paid a lot but they're expected to live a normal life just like their peers their brothers and sisters who are not in the military and that financial burden stays on them as they're trying to not just serve their country, but also do the same things as everyone else that they grew up with. And they didn't have that money. So the financial burden would kill them as they moved up or stayed stagnant at a rank. And that would end up ruining some people's careers. Yeah, it's, it's shameful. And by the way, thank you very much for your service. Hey, no problem. Uh, we're proud of what we did. And uh, we hope uh, that we left the mark for others to do the same in the future. We talked about the, the path, the cookbook. How can the average person find that, that, I guess, that path to financial freedom going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, if I they can start by reading personal finance books, um, lots of great information out there. But most of them start with this idea of, hey, save 10%, you know, invest it reliably in something and, um, you know, budget and give up things you love. And if you do those things, you'll, you'll build wealth and you will. But I mean, who wants to follow that? Right? So, right. <laughs> I don't know anybody who likes budgeting or giving up things they love. So it, it, it kind of needs a book before the book. So let's start with a question. Where do you where do you find this 10% of what you make? Just about anyone I know, whether they make $40,000 a year or they make $400,000 a year, they have the same problem. They don't have the 10% to free up. And the problems change as the income goes up. But at every income level, we all tend to spend right up to our limit and typically a little bit beyond. So I think the logical place for people to start is to take a bill, any bill. And most of us have a dozen or more that we pay monthly. 
and I keep, there's a lot of bad cooking puns throughout the book, so we'll carry some of those over today, Rich. But step one is you want to you broil a bill. So you can pick any bill, you know, your car insurance, your home insurance, your life insurance, your gas bill, yourself, whatever it is, all of them can be reduced. All of them can be reduced. That is the key thing right there. And there's no yelling, there's no screaming, there's no haggling, there's nothing like that. Um, when I wrote Cashflow Cook, I went through exactly what is the methodology, bill by bill, to lower each and every one of these things. So, you know, with no one in particular, let me start with something like car insurance. Lots of great sites. Um, you could either work with an independent insurance agent or with one of the online insurance comparison sites, ones like Insurify or Zebra. There's dozens of them here in the US. Takes about 10 or 15 minutes. I've got three cars, three drivers in my household and uh, entered the data, didn't take me 15 minutes. Here's what's remarkable. Apples to apples comparison, the same liability comprehensive. The swing for me was $319 between the lowest price and the highest price. These are all reputable companies. Monthly, $319 oh. monthly. So there's 15 minutes. There's the first hack for everybody. You can broil your car insurance bill. And I can pretty much guarantee, unless you happen to stumble onto the cheapest provider already, great, then you've got one done. But you jump onto one of those sites, have a look, or work with a, um, an independent insurance broker. Uh, you know, a good example is Goosehead Insurance, where they've got this big range of uh, different insurance companies that they work with, so they can shop across a bigger range. And there's a great place to start. And when you've got that one done, or even at the same time, you do your home insurance. So... The idea is we're going to broil a bill and we're going to free up some savings. And then the key thing is, as I call in the book, I say you want to savor those savings. What do I mean? Right away, you want to lock it in. If you're sitting with a bunch of credit card debt at 22%, that's probably the place to start. Let's get paying that down with that freed up cash flow and then get to the point where it's out of, you know, back in control and we're going to pay it down monthly after that. If you don't have a lot of debt, then now's the time to start increasing your investment, whether it's a 401k, a Roth IRA, a company stock plan, or whatever it is that you have access to. An accountant or your financial advisor can help on where exactly to go with the money. But you, you grind it out of these loveless bills that we pay, and you get it doing something productive, and you do it once, and then you go through the whole list, and you do all of them, and they can all be lowered. Wow. That just took a little bit of research on your part to figure that out. Two years worth. Two yeah. years worth. Two years of a little bit of research. <laughs> two years, a little bit. During your research of those in those two years, uh, besides the insurance, was there any other interesting uh, tidbit that popped out to you that you were just like, "Wow, I can't believe it's something I missed all these years." Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I missed it in seven printings of the book. Um, so I did I, in my native Canada. I did seven editions of the book. And um, we've got the, uh, the U.S. edition, which is a dramatically better book, actually, um, and obviously Americanized. So it's coming out uh, June 1st, 2022, and um, it'll be up on Amazon. Um, and what was incredible to me is the whole business of your credit score. And you kind of hear credit score, and it's one of those things you don't think too much of it. But when I moved from Canada to the United States, and um, I couldn't get a credit card. I couldn't get one for three hundred dollars i had to have three hundred dollars on deposit at a bank to get a credit card because i had no credit rating in my new country of the usa so i had a fabulous credit rating back home i never even thought about it 
So I had to work my way up. But what's interesting is what I didn't realize that I now realize, and, and so your credit score is another recipe in the book now. Um, it affects a ton of things. So we talked about car insurance. It affects the price of your car insurance. So having a bad credit rating to a good credit rating might swing your car insurance, your monthly car insurance bill by $200 monthly. And same thing happens with your home insurance or can happen with your home insurance. And the big one is on your loans. So your loans, the interest costs could swing up or down by 70% depending on your credit rating. So, you know, you and I walk into a Ford dealer and get an F-150 and you've got a great credit rating and they may give you a car loan at 3%. I got a really marginal car loan. And mine might be 12%. Same yeah. truck, two great guys, big, big difference. So the credit score is an interesting one, easy enough to, you can go on to experience, you can get your credit rating for free with no negative impact to go get it set up and take a look at where it's at. And if it's great, that's good. You've optimized that. If it's not great, then you, you can check into it in a lot more detail. You know, they may have erroneous information on there. You can tighten up getting your payments in on time. You can improve that credit rating and then go back to your car insurance, your home insurance and your loans and get those back in shape. So that's one that can affect hundreds of dollars a month for somebody. That's a big swing. Like you said, a 70% swing you could, uh, you could lose out on just by having a misstep in your credit for a month or two before you can rebuild it back up and, Revisiting is something a lot of people probably don't do is go back and revisit that and to get the new quote and try to jump on that. And you want to visit, you want to revisit all of them. And so you can go in, you know, in Cashflow Cookbook, you can go through systematically, category by category. She said, I've never taken a second look at this thing. I'll give you another example, Rich, if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, and this is another one that I, I came up with my research, but I found it personally. So prescription drugs. Um, and some of us have drug plans, some don't have drug plans. If you have drug plans, you still may have co-pays and so on and so forth. So if you're paying any kind of money at all for prescription drugs, um, you know, what most of us do is you get a prescription from your doctor. And uh, isn't this wonderful? There's a, a pharmacy right on the ground floor. <laughs> what luck. Of course, it's not luck. It's there by design. Right. And most people walk in with a prescription, they hand it, they get their pills and they pay their co-pays or pay the whole thing. And they walk out, if you have a chronic condition, meaning you have to get these pills month after month, it could be a lot of money. So in my case, I needed a statin pill for cholesterol, one of the most prescribed drugs in the US. And I went into the drugstore, which is a big chain. Um, and the pills were $107 a month, which I have to take for the rest of my life. Now, $107, it's not millions, but it's not insignificant either if you got to pay it forever. And I said, uh, geez, it's a little pricey. And she said, well, why don't you get one of our drug cards? And I said, okay, what will that do? Well, then the pills become $63 a month from 107. So how much is the drug card? $20. So wow. I'm a genius, right? I get the drug card. I save all this money. And then I was out for dinner with my brother-in-law, you know, bragging about this fabulous financial fine. He shook his head. He said, no, 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 you don't want to do that. And he went to GoodRx, which is a, online and sort of um, provider of discount uh, prescription drugs. And you can pick them up at your pharmacy. And at that particular time, I, I looked up the drug I needed, $13 a month. Oh, wow. But, and I thought, well, if it's coming down this much, I got to keep going. And um, 
I ended up getting it from a different online pharmacy. In my case, it happened to be Blink Health, and one could be higher or lower on a given day. Just check them out. Uh, I pay $7 a month, and my pills get delivered right to my house. I don't even get in my car. I don't pay for gas. I don't park. The pills just keep coming in. And I did a blog post on cashflowcookbook.com, how I save 96% on my prescription drugs. So people need, and there's lots of alternatives. People need to know this. Um, so, you know, when you think about the things we've talked about so far, credit rating might've made $400 a month difference. Drugs might be a hundred dollars a month difference. Car insurance might be two or 300 months. Very quickly, we're getting to a thousand dollars. Get that to work with a financial advisor, you know, or pay off some debt. And wow, you're making a huge difference. Just making simple changes. And that's, it's, not, it's not hard. Yeah. I mean, yep. right now, even if you had the drive to go get the pills, that's with the gas prices the way they are right now today. <laughs> right, you're you're spending that twenty dollars that you spent on the gas on a drug card just to go get the drugs. <laughs> so, right, easy, and then getting angry in traffic or whatever, losing some more, and having to get to take another pill to calm your anger. So, huh. may have statin and some other anti-anger pill or something you have yeah. to take this night or have road rage. So, <laughs> exactly, it all well, adds and, up. <laughs> And in fact, then I looked at it further. And if you got a 90 day supply, it's only about um, the difference is dramatic versus a 30 day supply. So a 90 day supply is about twice the price usually of a 30 day supply. So who thought of that? So you're saving even further. So I get 90 days worth at a time come to the house and problem gone. Wow. That's a, that's a great find. And I hope the listeners actually heard the bell go off on that one. And if they're taking medications that would have to, go and get them. They think about that a little more and uh, save that money at least. And then of course, revisit their credit score into the insurance game as well, because that'll help them out too. How can uh, the average person go from, say they have a mediocre credit score and a lot of bills, how can they go from that to saving up to a million dollars towards their retirement? Well, it's really, it's just kind of a rinse and repeat thing. So you're going to go through each of uh, the bills that you have and every conceivable bill pretty much is in the book. There's 60 of them. So we take you through things or things to do with housing, you know, your gas bill, electrical bill, house insurance, all that stuff. We took a look at transportation. So, you know, everything from car maintenance, car repairs, you know, reducing cost of gas, all of these things, different ways of using Uber more effectively. It's all in there in transportation. We get into food and away we go. So the answer is really, you're going to go through each of these things. You're going to lower all of them. The credit score, um, I get in a bit of detail, but really what it's about is your credit score is determined by, you know, how much of your credit you've used, how good are you as a credit payer, um, how many open things do you have, you know, do you have multiple credit cards and so on. Um, and they also look at your mix of credit. So do you, they want to see you've got a mortgage and you've got maybe a line of credit and a couple of credit cards. They're less favorable if you have nine credit cards, as an example, and you get a real problem if you're not paying them on time. But often their records are, are inaccurate. So as an example, I looked on my scores uh, back when I was in Canada. They had credit cards that I canceled years earlier. They were still showing on there. And that meant that they thought I still had all these other cards with open credit, meaning I had the capacity to go put 3,000 on this one and 4,000, and that'll lower my score. So you can, you can call them, you can show proof, you can get the their records accurate, and then you can tighten up on your own payment history, you know, paying things back promptly all the time within the deadline. And if you haven't been doing that, 
Um, maybe you don't have the money to do it, so you've been stretching it. Stretch somewhere else, not on the credit cards. So, or use some of these ideas to free up cash in some of the areas that we've been chatting about, Rich, and then get prompt on paying down your credit card and pay them off. So lots of things online about how to improve your credit score, but you're going to do that to all of them. And then big thing is, you know, take advantage of uh, the power of compounding. You know, Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. So, you know, just as an example, um, which I do in the book a lot, if you're saving, let's say $100 a month, it could be any number. If you multiply that by 173, that's how much that money will grow to in 10 years. So in other words, if I have $100 a month and I can invest it at 7%, and I keep doing that month after month, every month for 10 years, I'll have $17,300. Pretty remarkable. In 20 years, I'll have $52,100. So put it to you this way, if you could come up with $400 a month, you invest it month after month, 7%, for 40 years, you'll have $1 million. Wow. People say, you know, young people say, oh, you know, somebody who's 20 says, 40 years, I'll be 60 by then. Well, I'll tell you something, I'm 60, and I would have loved it if my 20-year-old self would have, would have done that. Because, you know, one day, most of us are going to get to 60 or 70 or 80, and you'll really, really, really appreciate that extra money. Really going to love having a million dollars in investments at that point instead of hoping that something comes in at that time. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yep. And just like you said, if I could go back to my 20 year old self and slap myself in the head and say, don't do that, dummy, I'd be, I'd be a happy guy right now. So I'd be much happier. Yeah. If you think the big thing is, if you think about everything we just talked about, making these really simple moves, we didn't do any budgeting. There was no hardship in changing, let's say, car insurance companies or house insurance companies, you do exactly the same thing you're going to do. I can sell my beer at the end of the day. You know, I can still go out for dinner. I can do all the things that I want to do, but I changed out these things. I didn't impact my lifestyle. Minimal effort, minimal sacrifice. That's the key to the whole thing, I think. Yeah, I think that's, that's outstanding. So I was going to ask you, I was going to emphasize on that. You Can you achieve financial wellness without budgeting? And you just answered before I could. It's like you're reading my mind there. So it's good. <laughs> And uh, I think that's something that listeners have to hear because if they think they have to budget, they think that's a job. I have to sit home every day and get into either make an Excel spreadsheet or some kind of spreadsheet or in a notebook and write everything down. And that takes my time, which is also money. And now I don't want to do it because I'm doing all this extra work. I'm working and then working at home as well. I don't want to do that. But if you don't have to go through all that, just making them simple changes, I think people can be very successful. I think that's right. You know, two more comments, I think, on the budgeting thing and the tracking. So another move that I talk a bit about in the book, and I think it's an easy one people can do is, and people who are married or have partners or share finances in a joint account will relate to this one. So you've got bills coming out. There's the cell phone bill and the mortgage and the taxes and all these things. And meanwhile, you've got a spouse or a partner and they're spending day-to-day money buying lunch, new boots, a new cell phone, whatever. And you get to the problem where, you know, the one didn't know that the other one bought something. And then, you know, the cell phone bill comes up, the mortgage bill came out. I forgot about that. Now you're overdrawn. So you can relate to that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so a real simple way to fix that is, is I recommend getting two checking accounts. You get one that's going to pay all those monthly bills. You set them up on pre-authorized checking. So now you're never late. So coming out of that account, 
let's say you know you need, I'll make it up, $3,000 a month or whatever the number is to pay all those bills, mortgage, taxes, whatever. So get your paycheck or your pension or whatever it is, sending $3,000 a month to that account and all the bills just come out. No moss, no fuss, you're done. Then you've got another account with discretionary. So you got the rest of your money going into that one and you just spend that one, right? And so now there's a whole lot less to fuss about because none of these automatic payments are coming out of that one. It's just discretionary. So you and your partner can talk about, hey, what do we have coming out? What are you spending? What am I spending? But you don't have to account for all of those monthly things. They're going to mess you up. Right. That's step one. Step two is you're going to have money committed to whatever it is right for you. It's your 401k. It's your IRA, your Roth IRA, your company stock purchase plan, whatever it is, a good cause. Let's just call it. Work on that with your accountant, your financial advisor. And that's going to come out every month. And hopefully that's a good 10%. If it's not, we now know how to get it. So that's going to come out and you're going to be building your wealth. You're going to be moving to a, a better place and it's all automatic. Right. Yeah. So that's much easier for everyone. I think uh, Gordon of all the things we've talked about today, what would be the top three tips you can give someone that wants to get out of that hole and start building a, I guess, a freedom path to, to financial wellness. Well, okay, if I, I get three, eh? Yeah, the top three, yeah. <laughs> can I get my fourth? <laughs> if you want to. You can, bro- you can broil one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, first one is, you know, uh, pick a bill and, you know, broil it. You can go after all of them. Make a list of all of those monthly recurring bills. And um, all of them can be reduced. So you can do some gluing. You can get a copy of Cashflow Cookbook. Grind those things down, not hard. We all have the time. I won't even tell you the stats on how much TV we watch a month on average. You're going to miss a couple of episodes and you're going to tune up your finances. Just that simple. So you're going to broil a bill. Part two, you're going to savor the savings. And by that, I mean, take the savings of the good work you did on reducing a bill, apply it to pay down some debt monthly. So you're not even thinking about it. You've got student loans left. You've got home equity line of credit, credit cards, whatever you want to pay that down. Or if that's not an issue, you're going to give it to a financial advisor and increase your wealth that way. That's step number two. Step number three, I think is really important. It's the one we haven't talked about. And I call that getting wiser on your wealth. So I would make, you can do it on a cocktail napkin, a spreadsheet, whatever works for you. List out everything that you own, what's it worth, subtract everything that you owe. And that number at the bottom is your wealth number. And what's it doing? So if, I think it's great for people to spend one year, just once a month, and just track all that. Look up the balance left on your, what's your house worth on the market? Go on Redfin or something. You know, what's your mortgage? All of these things on there, everything you own, minus everything you owe, what's your wealth? And is that number going up or down month by month? If you do that for a year, you track it every month, you're going to change your whole headspace on spending. Because now you've got a car decision or it's a truck decision, or it's a housing decision, or whatever it is, you're going to think about it and say, okay, what's going to be the impact on my wealth? What's the smart way to do this? Because there is always a smarter way of doing something, right? right. Example might be, you know, in your, in your budget or in your mind, you can spend X dollars a month on a vehicle. The car salesman is going to say, fabulous, we're going to put you in a 96-month loan, yeah. and we can make your monthly budget, Okay. But you can't hide from your wealth chart because the wealth chart is going to tell you that's a really dumb thing to do. You're going to get a lesser vehicle. 
you know, you're going to negotiate a better price on it, whatever it is you're going to do, maybe you're going to share a vehicle with your partner, because it's going to really help your wealth. So those are the three things that people can do. Outstanding. Thank you, Gordon. And Gordon, uh, once again, how does someone get in contact with you? How do they get your book? I know you said uh, the new one comes out, the American version comes out June 1st on Amazon, or all your yeah. other ones on Amazon already? They should. Well, the Canadian edition is on Amazon, and it's going to get a rewrite shortly. But uh, Amazon's the place to go for the book itself. Um, they can go on my website, Rich, which is cashflowcookbook.com. And um, there's blog posts on there. I write them when the spirit moves me. So <laughs> I don't do it <laughs> regularly, but there's there's probably about 60 great ones on there. And uh, the blog posts themselves, they're free. And I don't, you know, I won't sell your information overseas or anything. Um, there's no spamming. Just, if you if you uh, register and sign on on there, then you get uh, the blog posts as they come out. Um, lots of great ideas on there. And uh, then there's a section there called ingredients and ingredients gives you the names of some companies who can help with these things, insurance comparison sites. Some of these things that we've been chatting about, I'm adding more to that all the time and uh, they can figure out how to reach me uh, if they get on the website. There's got a spot on there. You can send me a note and, you know, be happy to talk to people or uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what they're doing or how I can help <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Gordon. And thanks again for taking some of your time to hang out with us here and uh, chat with the Misfit Nation. A real pleasure. Thank you so much, Rich. No problem. Where do I turn to when there's no choice to make? And how do I presume when there's so much at stake? I was so sure of it all. What if I need you in my darkest hour? What if it
We wanna see a sign oh We would see a sign So give us a sign I need some guiding light Children of the darkness You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.